2: Hello and welcome to What a Loaded Cobblers, the debrief during the fat on Northampton Town 1, Port Vale 0. Joining me today are James Avril, Brendan Walsh and following a recommendation from the NTFC Transfer Committee, it's Dave Hardin. How are you doing guys, you are okay? I'm good man. Great. Good man. stuff. Um, James, I know that uh, a Cobblers win puts a smile on your face, sets you up for the weekend. Um, you know, maybe not the perfect start for the Cobblers. In in the performance in its entirety, but probably as good as it gets with um, Cobbler's winning and Posh getting whooped.
3: Well, and a clean sheet as well. I don't think you can ask for too much more Uh, on an opening day. It kind of puts to bed kind of a a couple of things that you want straight away, which is that first win and that first clean sheet. So to get them in the first game against uh, a side who... I think prior to the season, most people would think we'll be up there challenging uh, is a pretty decent result, all things considered, especially with the large amount of changes. It was strange going yesterday, first game in 18 months, league game, uh, that I'd never seen any of the starting 11 play for us, Yeah, uh, which was staggering when you think about it. It was only three from last year, which was Ashley Seal, Horsfall and who else? Uh, someone else, I think it was. But um. A lot of new signings, so for them to to look, I, I think, as cohesive as they did, I thought it was a good sign. I think we obviously got it was a shaky start, I thought, first fifteen minutes, but we got the goal and then we grew into it throughout. And I, to be honest, I felt pretty comfortable considering we were one 0 up. Um, normally, it's a, normally it's a pretty uncomfortable experience uh, uh, sometimes when when we're winning and we look like we're you know backs against the wall. But uh, I feel I thought we did what we had to to, to get the win yesterday.
2: Yeah, I think all credit to the management team. You know, Calderwood is obviously pretty experienced, but Brady Brady's not at this level, especially Mark Richards. are still sort of trying to gel as a management team, gelling with a whole new squad, essentially a whole new team. So that's no mean feat to get an opening day uh, win, especially against Port Vale, who I think yeah, did show signs that they'll be they'll be pushing up towards the playoffs. Brendan, now you went to the Euro finals. Uh, yes. Wembley, so you're used to um used to like crowds. Was it was it strange being back at Northampton with with a bit of a crowd? Obviously, there was hopefully no um charging of the turnstiles.
1: No, it wasn't. It wasn't quite as chaotic as the the final, and much more enjoyable. Um, I, I said to my mate when we were picking up our season tickets before the game that it felt, you know, a bit above average. You know that that in terms of attendance. I was surprised it was only five eight because it felt a lot more. But I suppose that's you know, everyone was just so buzzing to be back in the ground and be back. I I can't even put into words how much I enjoyed that, how much I needed that. Um, you know, I, I managed to get to the Lincoln game that we had in December when we were 1-0 down after 30 seconds. And I was kind of like, why have, why have I been missing this for the last year? Um, and then, you know, but before that, the last game we had a full crowd in was, we looked at, it, it was 517 days ago. You know, wow. and you, you, going down to sitting in the same seat, seeing in the f- same faces, doing the same, you know, you have little rituals every Saturday and you don't get to do that for every year and a half. You know, it, I don't think I realised how much... I knew I missed it, um, but I'd kind of gotten over it with everything else that's happened. And But it was just so good to be back yesterday and, and what a way to do it. A 1-0 a um, win with Benny Ashley Seal getting the goal. I don't think many people <laughs> had on the scorecard, did they?
2: No, no, it's... um. To be honest with you, when I saw Ashley Seal on the on the team sheet with people like Etete and Chukwamika on the bench, I was you know, slightly bemused by it. But um, yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But he, you know, he's he's got a bit of running in him. He got got that goal, so he sort of um, made a few people eat a little bit of humble pie on that one. But yeah, you're you're completely right. That it's just nice to see the fans back. It's nice to see. The fans trooping down the hill and having a drink outside cars bar and stuff like that but um, I, I think you were spotted weren't you brendan at the cobbler's collectible store yeah. spending a lot of money again
1: <laughs> yeah I, I managed not to part with too much yesterday i, I didn't buy find this so i've already set myself up so he's going to bring something down for me in a couple of weeks though we were sh- uh, sharing some photos of, of some shirts we're both after so yeah uh, i mean that all kind of added to it and and you and I have spoken about it at length, like creating a bit more of an atmosphere and more of a pool for people to go down and spend time around the ground earlier on. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm guilty of it. I normally go, I normally have a bit of bowling before the game or spend my time in the towel or something like that. But having more and more stuff like that outside the ground and around the ground is just a reason to go down. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah thoroughly enjoyed it and and i'm not surprised that the only photo of me yesterday i was stood outside the only place you could buy a football shirt so <laughs> yeah
2: if you're after a high scopes uh high stakes game of temping bowling brendan will <laughs> will take your money off you in uh, the uh, bowling alley before games when it's open again but <laughs> it's uh yeah the the sort of pre-match is pretty good at cobbler so
0: yeah,
2: yeah. um Dave, good to have you on, mate. Calling all the way from, uh, from North Wales. Uh, you know, you—I wouldn't say you're a, a pessimistic Cobblers fan. You, you're quite realistic, to be fair. And you know, you've you've often sort of tried to ask for sort of higher standards with uh, you know the, the style of play and just the way the, the way Cobblers go about things. Were you were you a lot enthused from what you saw yesterday?
4: Yeah, I I think so. Like you never expect much from the first game of the season, do as James said, and from Memories, I can't really recall watching Cobblers win any, if many, if any first game of the season. So, as you say, probably get labelled pessimistic, but like to call myself a bit more realistic. But as it goes, 1-0 win, clean sheet. There were some players that impressed me, some players not so much, but as we say, it's it's one game in. Um, I thought McWilliams, when he came on, made a hell of a difference. He He just wins the ball back higher at the pitch and starts attack so quickly. I thought he did more in his 20, 25 minutes than Flores did in the 90. But yeah, pleasantly pleasantly surprised, to be honest. 1-0, clean sheet. Although, let's not forget, Wilson did miss an absolute sister. And we were playing against 10 men for 35 minutes. I think we probably should have made it more comfortable. Not saying we were put under intense amounts of periods of pressure, but 1-0 up against 10 men when their keeper's been set off, I think it should have been a bit easier than it was. But saying that, as James said, 1-0, clean sheet, three points, first game of the season, can't really complain. Yeah, I think that that game
2: management was pretty good. Obviously, against 10 men, slightly easier, but that will come in, in time, I think. And just that, that confidence going into a little run of games with a couple of winnable games. Hopefully, we can just, just approach the next few games with with the confidence that perhaps we haven't in the past with slower starts we've had a a lot of slower (laughs) starts in Northampton in fact I think back in the county ground days we didn't even used to play at home for a lot of games because of the cricket so it was always a bit strange the early season stuff at Northampton but yeah um, quite a few positives in it let's go to talk about the the only goal of the game scored funnily enough by Ashley Seal did anyone have him on a bet? Did you, uh, Brendan? you were a betting man. Did you were, you? were you as brave as to go with Ashley Seal for the first goal? No, I wasn't. Uh, but I, t- I tell you, I
1: remember last season we were talking about near near misses on on the bets, and I, I had a, a ten part yesterday with games over one and a half goals, and the only game out of it that um, didn't get un- uh, two goals was was Port Vale Northampton, and locked me out on a couple hundred quid. So oh, I was no. wasn't that bothered when I was coming back because we won and and it was a free bet, but then. You know, you look look back at some of the chances we had when they were at 10 men and the pressure we applied. I was was kind of sat there this morning like,
4: yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think, well, first of all, never bet on cobblers because they always like ruin it in one way or the other. I had them both teams to score. So that James Wilson thing didn't do me any good. But the goal itself, just watching it back back as well, I think it's actually quite a smart finish for him. Ashley Seal, who as his detractors for certain reasons. But um, I'll just talk through the goal for anyone that didn't see it. Uh, it was a long throw in from Pinnock, I think. Mm. Orsfall got trampled on, essentially. You, you, it might have been a, a penalty or whatever, but nothing was given. Ball falls to Kabamba, who had a bit of a snap shot, and then uh, sort of hit it towards Ashley Seal, who just took one touch and then finished from close range. James... Are you a uh, an Ashley Seal fan? Or, but obviously, a, a good finish either way.
3: Well, there's clearly a player there. He didn't mm. have a very good season last year, but then again, not many of our players did. Um, when he, I was, it's funny. I was just before this, I was looking back at the kind of scouting video that we we produced when we when we signed him, and all his finishes are inside the box, and they're just. <laughs> you know, fox in the box finishes. And really, we didn't play that style of football last year that complemented that kind of player. I don't think. Maybe this season, we're going to be playing a bit more football, getting the ball into the penalty area, as in knock crosses for someone to head in, you know, getting the ball in the box a bit more. Um, I think he's still got a lot of work to do in terms of his all-round all contribution. He doesn't really... You look at Kabamba, for example, and I don't think Kabamba's going to get as many goals this year at all, but his influence on the way we play, he's going to be the focal point for all the attacks. Whereas Ashley Seal isn't very noticeable throughout the game, but if he gets you a goal, uh, you know, that that's all that matters for, for some for some players. I think we've over the years we've had the tendency to kind of think that our strikers need to do everything for 90 minutes. And actually, if we've got Kabamba who does that, and Ashley Seal, who sticks a chance away when he gets it, then, then Happy Days. Obviously, with um, Keon uh, coming in from Spurs, there's going to be pressure uh, for him to perform and keep his pace. Also, with you know Danny Rose and, and Caleb Chukwumeka and, and even Hoskins as well. You've got plenty of competition up there but that will do his confidence the world of good there is clearly a good player in there you know he scored a lot of goals i know people say it's under 23 level but he's clearly got that natural finishing instinct i think in him yeah and hopefully now he's got a goal maybe he can he can go on a run um but he's got to keep his place first and i think he's gonna have to up his overall contribution um if he's gonna keep his place but you know promising sign hopefully that will do in the world of good
2: yeah, that's a good summary. I spoke to uh, a guy from Wolves when Ashley Seal signed, and he he said that he he's got a lot of talent, but maybe um, lackadaisical is not the word. It, you know, maybe just the the work rate might need to be upped a little bit, and that sort of, sort of fits in what James talking about. But um, at League Two level, you need that sort of technique to to settle. Close games like yesterday's, and it was just a, I think it was a left foot fast touch, right foot finish. It's, it's not an easy skill to do. So,
3: I know, only, to... I know it's only six yards out, but it's a hell of a finish. Yeah, uh, in that it's yeah, top yeah. corner. You know, the, the yeah. tendency to maybe just panic and lash at it and put it over or wide or straight yeah. at the keeper, but he puts it top corner. It's not, you know, the keeper's not saving it. So, a really yeah, exactly. promising finish. The thing yeah. I, I always think about
1: um Baz, and and like well, I saw him at that Lincoln game, right at home. When we had half the crowd in, and obviously yesterday, you don't so much get it on. I follow all our season, but I, I spent a long time yesterday watching him off the ball. I don't think he can be that fox in the box because his movement is so poor. Like I'm I was racking my mind on a, a striker I've seen like you know make less intelligent runs. He didn't really make runs. Like if you're a defender up against him, if you watched Kabamba, he was going to your far shoulder, near shoulder, coming short, going like he, he wouldn't even be anywhere near the ball. The ball would be in our half. But the centre-back was constantly looking for him. Like, right, where's he gone now? What have I got to do with him? Baz just just wasn't doing anything. And a fox, fox in the box, like people think it's easy and you just stand in the six-yard box and the ball falls to you. But that half-step to someone's shoulder or taking a chance or whatever is the difference between a tap-in or not. Um, and I, I, I just can't... I don't see that from Baz at the moment. I'm, You know, I think it was telling as well that after 52 minutes he got hooked and Danny Rose came on because... Other than the goal, he really, really didn't do a lot. And I, I'm, I'm a positive Cobblers fan. I don't want to rag on any players, but I, I, I don't know. He, he frustrates me so much because he's a really, really big lad. He's got the frame for it, but I just yep. I see the work rate of the intelligence there, and and I think his his just his kind of body language and everything. He looks like he's not really asked about being out there, and it makes people. I don't know. He doesn't endear himself to fans, and and I want it to work for him, but I just I can't see it personally.
2: Mm, I don't know. I think that's probably a slightly slightly harsh when he's scored. I think if he'd come off 55 minutes without scoring, I just think when if a striker's scoring, you're just going to have to give him the benefit of the doubt. Until yeah, we'll, scoring. we'll see
1: how many he does in the next... I mean, J.J. Hooper got two goals against Port Vale. <laughs> 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 uh, that's what I, you're talking. My mate was like, but, uh, he's got a goal now, is he better than J.J. Hooper? I was like, J.J. Hooper got a brace against Port Vale away. So if we're going by that standard, he's still behind the, the J.J. Hooper. So, you know, Let's at least uh, J.J. Hooper had pace and some legs. I just don't see it from back. I, I, you know I'm positive. I, w- I want it to work out for him. Yeah, but uh, I'm 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 don't want to be burned again. I don't want to be hurt again. I'm not going to go and defend someone <laughs> when I, I just can't see it happening. He's I'm sure he's yeah. nice, bad, but it's just not there for me.
2: Yeah, obviously well, I don't see them in training every day, but on ability level, and I've heard a bit about Atete. Atete I've seen him. I've obviously seen Chikwirika. I would have both of them in front of Ashley Seal probably most games, Dave. Um, yeah, do you think? Do you think that you know that goal for um, Ashley Seal gives him a bit of leeway? Just just see what he can do. Because he does offer something slightly different from especially Atate and um, Kabamba.
4: Yeah, possibly. As you like kind of said, he's a striker and he scored a goal. So you can't really say too much against him. But funnily enough, yesterday I'm in a group with three or four of the Cobblers fans, including my brother. And one of the lads put the team sheet up. And the first thing I did was look through the team sheet. And my reply was... Or oh, not Benny with a face palm emoji. So that's my <laughs> that's my honest opinion of him up to now. I agree with what I said. I don't think he offers too much. There's something there, but you just you just don't see it in, often enough. And he's had what a season with us now. And yesterday, like it was a great goal. It was a great first touch. It was a great finish. So you, and if you, if he's going to play 52 minutes a game, not play well and score you a goal, do you know what I mean? You would 100% take it. But I would agree with what you said, and I would have probably this new lad, what's his name, Atete, and Chakwamika ahead of him, maybe even Rose. But that's what I liked about Brady yesterday. We seem to have managers who are very reactive rather than proactive. And I like Brady making a substitution yesterday after 52 minutes. He wasn't ha- he'd wasn't he scored a goal, but he wasn't happy with what he was doing, and he brought him off after 52 minutes and gave, um, who was it, Rose, a good 40 minutes to get into the game. And that, I like that. I like proactive managers but with regards to Ashley Seal, like I say, he scored a goal, but I personally don't see him featuring a massive amount this season. I hope I'm wrong. Mm. Like James said, there's a player there, but he's he's just got to show it more often. He's a big guy. He's an athletic guy, but
2: Mm.
4: I think Brandon touched on it. He doesn't seem like he wants to be there all the time. And it's quite frustrating to be honest, watching it. No one wants to be in Northampton. Come on, let's (laughs) (laughs) face it. I do.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I think he's 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 quite a useful player to have in a rotational system. So it's it's never bad to have three or four, maybe even five strikers you can rotate around for the long, old season. So I think he'll be useful in that sort of thing. We talked about Chuck Muka probably every week and it's getting to the point now whereby I I do feel sorry for him. I, I don't care what's going on with an agent or whatever or not what's going on with an agent. I think it's getting to the stage now where either you play him or you do a deal and he goes elsewhere to develop because I think that... I think he is a better player than Ashley Seal. I think um, he needs to be playing a lot more, and just to be an unused sub, I just think mm, for the player pathway, and we talked about that before, and his development, I just think, yeah, I just feel a little bit sorry for him. He's not, he's, he can't buy a game that guy at the moment. So we'll see how how that develops. And Etate. Um, I think he'll be in. Has he got a, like a slight injury? Is he a bit slightly unfit or whatever? I think he, he, with his pedigree, he will be in ASAP. I do expect I, I
1: just think he, he hadn't been in the club enough. And and to be fair to Brady, like we're still seeing him imprint really what he wants with the, with the team and his squad. Yeah. And he said he wants to... It was four four two yesterday, and he, he wants to press in the front. That that's yeah. So, Atete maybe doesn't go straight in. He's got to get used to it. Maybe he's got to get fit for, for men's football. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. that's one thing where I was looking at Chuck Romica, I know like, um, Curl and Brady both said, look, he needs to work on his off the ball and his, and his work weight from out of possession. He's telling me the Baz did more than Chuck Romica did when he was on the pitch. <laughs> That's why I, I will be critical of him because when there's other other players on the team that, that have been criticised for that and they're therefore not in the team and I'm looking at it from him, I'm like, what is he doing more than Chuck Romica would do? Personally, yeah. I, I think Brady's probably trying to protect the club a little bit. I think, I don't know how much Brady knows about it because we don't know what you know, how, how transparent they are. But I think he just doesn't want a situation where the fans fall in love with the player. We're really dependent on 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 his talent and his skill. And then he leaves and we're left with a hole. Because the one thing we would say right now is if he left, in, in terms of like what he actually brings to the squad, it's not like we're trying to replace 10, 15 goals or, the captain at centre-back like when Good or, or uh, Tony left, you know what I mean? I, I just don't think he wants to set us up that we really rely on him and then he goes anyway because we're kind of in, in a weak position with where, where his contract's at in terms of trying to get him to stay. So I think mm-hmm. he's just being protective. But at this point, uh, I mean, I'd rather watch a couple of months of Chuck Ramika, you know, being exciting and taking people on than Baz walking around.
2: Thank you. <laughs> But that, that, that sort of ship has sort of sailed, really. He should have been playing under Keith Cole. Keith Cole yeah. side, couldn't really score for Toffee. Chuck Wameka was in that sort of stage whereby he wanted games, obviously. He thought he, he was good enough for games and couldn't really get a game under Keith Cole. So now it's got to the stage where we're back in League Two and Brady's going to be a little more tentative about losing points and just using experience and stuff so yeah I just feel like he's a bit he's a is a bit of a victim of that and if you if you look at a team like Posh or whatever who are very business minded there's no way that, that he wouldn't have signed a, a pro deal at Posh you know he'd be in the shop window he'd be, he'd be in there trying to make as much money out of him as possible and it just mm. feels like mm, it's, something's gone wrong there with him but anyway um, let's move on to uh, the Port Vale Miss Miss of the season Miss of the century I'm not sure I've seen a Worst miss at Sixfield. Uh, <laughs> there was a big punt upfield, um, knockdown header on the right wing. The ball was lashed across the cobbler's box. And James Wilson, ex of Man U, been through the Carrington School of, um, you know, progression at Man United, somehow manages to miss with the goal gaping. Um, James, one of the worst misses you've seen at Sixfields?
3: Yeah, it's up there. Um, if I was going to cut him any slack, it has come at him quite quickly, and I think. Horsfall may have kind of unsighted him, kind of flashing around, but no, it's it's a terrible miss. I'm just giving I'm just being nice to him. Um <laughs> it's it's a terrible miss. And yeah, one of those you know, one of those occasions where you need luck throughout a season if you're gonna do well. And we you know, there were times last year for as where as as bad as we were last season we also didn't get luck at, at key times and um sometimes you, you just need that uh, rubber. the green. And that, that was certainly uh, an occasion. I thought, was it was it the number 21, Rodney, who created it, who I thought caused us yep. problems all day yesterday? Um, mm. he, he looked a real, real threat. I think he, he was respons- responsible for about three of our players getting booked as well. It was about a 10-minute spell where we just kept having to hack him down in the second half. Um, mm. So he caused us some problems. But yeah, obviously, he, he's got to score that. And um, it, it's certainly up there. I don't think I've, I don't feel I've seen too many massive open you know goal misses at Sixfields. If I'm honest, um, I could certainly none of the Cobblers spring to mind really. Probably there have been a few
2: sort of just wiping from your memory, I guess
1: <laughs>
2: after the game. There's always
1: um, one um, from Marvin Sordell a couple of years ago that I remember when he was inside the six-yard box. Yeah, and unlike James Wilson yesterday, where he's almost he's snapped at it so he's hit it too early and it's gone near post back where it came from he somehow scooped it like under the bar and it went over and and I I, I thought he was class that game and I was like oh if he buries that he could go on and have have a decent career at Cobbler's and then obviously he went on and did absolutely jack (laughs) just one of those that he always springs to mind whenever I see those misses. Mm.
4: I'm just watching that um Replay from Wilson yesterday, and it, it's like he, he jumps up to meet the ball, doesn't he? Rather than letting mm. the ball come to him, he's like he's in midair trying to make contact with the ball. All he has to do is let it hit him. He could take a mm. touch if he wanted to, I've got no yeah. idea how he put that wide. No idea. one of those ones where he could have, um, if he'd have actually done nothing, and just
2: like you yeah. said, just getting hit, and yeah. that would go in or something. But he's he's probably like thinking it through as it's coming in, just do you know, try and do a little volley or whatever. But yeah, it was, um, as James says, one of those ones that you need to go your way. Often cobblers get really bad luck, so it was uh, uh, it was just a bit of a coup for us that one. And sometimes you need that just that little break, break of luck, and that helps you with your game management, gives you your confidence a boost, and stuff like right, we're we're still we're still in the lead. Um, obviously the red card, we'll move on to that now. That helped us a lot, and. At that point, I was concerned maybe about the the way Port Bay might come into the game and stuff. And you know you know how it works with Northampton. it's it ebbs and flows the game. and um I'll describe the red card for anyone hasn't seen it. so obviously just go and watch a video if you've if you've got the internet over. but um cobblers clear the ball um ball skids towards the uh, Brazilian keeper actually, Lucas Covalan, who came through the uh, use system of Vasco da Gama only to make just a terrible rick at Sixfields, poor guy. Uh, with, Kabamba, with some brilliant awareness, puts a leg out to dispossess him, starts running towards the goal. And then I think he's trolling on James. I think it's a red card. I don't think he goes down there unless he needs to.
3: Yeah, it's a red all day. Um, mm. I was slightly worried in that the ref took his time. and I thought, oh, if he was going to send him off, he'd have done it by now. Mm. Uh, but in the end, it, it was a red, a clear red for me. Interesting that that's the second time Kabamba's nicked the ball uh, off a keeper. He did it in the pre-season game against Birmingham where the Birmingham keeper decided he, he fancied uh, trying to be a, a bit of a, you know, a, a samba player and uh, and uh, he nicked it off him. So, to have done that twice. Uh, bearing in mind, I'm not sure I've seen it before. <laughs> it's, mm. uh, it's pretty good going, but uh, I think it's... Uh, typifies um, Kabamba. He's going to be an absolute nuisance for defenders this year, I think. Like I, say, I don't think he's going to be a goal scorer for us, but I think he's going to be a very important player, a bit like Oliver was um, a couple of years ago. Um, and yeah, it's a really good clean tackle as well. I think I think their manager may mentioned something about him maybe going through the keeper, but uh, if you look at him, I think he clearly got the ball. Um, and I think he, he possibly could have maybe stayed up and got a shot away but if the contact's there uh you're gonna make the most of it because it will also get you know a red card and uh and that's exactly what happened and like i said like i said at the start i think we we did pretty good game management after that really
2: Mm, yeah sounds fair enough brendan red card for you
3: yeah definitely i think uh, i mean
1: any any striker they see an open goal like that and a clear path to it i think they'd I don't think they 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 go down unless there's a reason to because he Cabamba would want the goal on his debut himself. Do you know what I mean? And mm. um, I think the whole you know when, when League Two, League One, a lot of the players down here are pretty much the same level. They're all come in with the same pedigree. Everyone thinks that they're signing a decent player, and it's these early games and these early moments which will shape the season ultimately. And are quite you know we don't get many opening day wins, and for something like that, it was a mistake from their keeper. From supposedly a team that's going to be pushing for playoffs in Port Vale, helps us get to, get them to 10 men and we we see the game out, you know, if that gives everybody a little bit of a boost and a confidence boost and, and for once we're the ones benefiting off a mistake or a bit of luck with a miss or whatever, you know, those players then go into the next couple of games thinking that we're the playoff team and, and, and we can do it. That's pretty much what these leagues are, it's just fake it till you make it, do you know what I mean? We the opening game last season we were one 0 down after thirty seconds because Bolger made a mistake and and did whatever and then we saw what happened for the rest of the season with that so I was so happy to see that we were on the the benefiting end of just um, a blooper reel from from Port Vale really yesterday because it's been a long time really since anyone's turned up to Sixfields and had a stinker not wearing a cobbler shirt so yeah, yeah I, I was I was really I would rather have it been that red card than like an awful challenge do you know what i mean it was like it kind of gave it this comical feeling of like maybe we'll be okay this season so yeah
2: yeah it was nice for us to be forcing the errors rather be rather than being the the side with with a rickiness with a, with a mistakenness <clears throat> that you think the odd player is a bit shaky on the ball we're pushing the agenda and we've got people like kabamba who are very physical mm. and uh, i'll move on to um, dave it's you've played football to quite a level dave i don't know do you do you play up front dave Uh,
4: yeah well a bit of everything really left midfield just in the hole up front kind of thing yeah around that area but that
2: anticipation that anticipation is really important in a a forward needs a lot of skills really especially to succeed these days and maybe we're not seeing a full skill set in certain northampton players but that anticipation of Kabamba is really useful isn't it dave
4: it is it is of course it is as brendan said he if if Ashley Seal was on the pitch, would he have been doing that? Probably no. not. All these strikers have got different attributes, but my point is, when you get into League Two standard, these these strikers should have all these attributes, not some of them. They should be able to score goals. They should run yeah. the sock. They should close people down. I think James said something like, "Um, he might not score as many goals, but he'll do the rest," which is a good thing. But I, I'm hoping he might might do all of it for us. Um, It was a definite red card. It was a definite red card. He's threw on goal. He's taken him out. I don't think there's any issue there. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about like like all the... I think we've had it with um, Mr. Hennigan, different um, conversations on Twitter before where (laughs) you're happy with some things and you shouldn't want this. You should always want your strikers to do it all, in my opinion. You're at the fourth level of English football. This is the cream of the crop. You should be able to tackle. You should be able to score. You should be able to head the ball. You should be able to control the ball. And Kabamba was a was a handful yesterday. And I think if he hadn't been brought down, he would have scored. So he would have done everything that we wanted him to. So yeah, I'm quite I'm quite looking forward to seeing more of him to be honest. And like you say, his positioning was spot on. It was a quite a fortuitous hoof I'd say into probably a good area. But I think Daryl Clark alluded to it, the Port Vale manager. It was great. It was great sweeping up by that keeper. He was in the right place at the right time to sweep up. All he's got to do is boot it out, which be... Would. but he's he taken extra touch and Cabamba's onto him so fair play to the lad for doing that he's probably I'm not saying he's won us the game we were 1-0 up anyway but as, as the two, it was a lot easier to see the game out against 10 men than it would have been against 11.
2: Mm,
4: well said I think uh, maybe that was um,
2: Coverland's Brazilian schooling he, like, he likes a touch or two <laughs> yeah. and maybe Brady had I think in fact that was a second game in a row don't quote me on that. He's been sent off before, so maybe that they've done a bit of scouting on him, thought just put a pressure bit of pressure on him and he'll pop and that's how it went, which was really fort- fortuitous for cobblers. Finish 1-0. You can never be until the very final whistle will be secure for a cobbler's win or that sort of result on the first uh, day of the season. But as we said in the in the introduction, just the positive positive start and it just gives us a bit of bit of hope of the way the season is going to go i don't think it's ever going to be a vintage league two season especially with covid certain clubs are going to be sort of financially up against it so it just gives us a little bit of hope and um let's move on to the new players and there's quite a few so we might have to write a few of you
1: mm-hmm.
2: the new players and how you reckon that they uh, uh they performed um i won't go to like all of you for an opinion on all of them or we'll just probably go round on a player and uh, play. um, James the goalie what do you reckon for our new goalie Roberts
3: didn't have a lot to do but uh appeared very confident coming out for the crosses uh which was a refreshing change from last year I think we all <laughs> we all know my opinions on both Jonathan Mitchell and his predecessor David Cornell I didn't think I didn't think Cornell was particularly good either. So hopefully we've needed, a I think, a good st- steady keeper in that position for a long time. Hopefully he can provide that. But he wasn't really tested yesterday, but um, a promising first game in terms of dominating his box well, which we've not had a keeper do that in a little while.
2: Yeah, I think that's a good summary. Uh, Mitchell, if he had signed for us here, you know, I would have had been having kittens for the you know, <laughs> he'll,
3: he'll have a stormer against us for Hartlepool though you just know it don't you <laughs>
2: well, of course he will of course that's just the way it goes isn't it
3: Brendan Aaron
2: McGowan the right back I'm struggling still with some of the names I was going to um you know call him McGowan from the Pogues Shane <laughs>
1: I, I also McGowan, so it, it might be that that kind of Scouse Celtic link but um yeah he was he was okay I kind not I won't lie. I expected more I think he got uh, caught a couple of times in the first half, then he was a bit sloppy and he cleaned it up a little bit. A few nice moments with, with Connolly ahead of him, um, but I think full-backs are going to be really important the Brady and there's probably a lot to learn. Um, so, yeah, not, a, not an awful start from a gown, but definitely room
4: to improve. Okay. Dave Guffrey, the centre-back? Yeah, it was, looks all right, doesn't he? Bit of a no-nonsense centre-half. He's a, he's a big bloke, isn't he? And I think I think Horsfall is going to be one of the best players in League Two this season. So if you've got someone steady next to him, I think you're on to a winner. And he looked like that guy, didn't he? He won most of his headers. He didn't mess about on the ball too much. He just looked like a basically a no-nonsense centre-half, which next to Horsfall, I think, will stand us in good stead for the season, hopefully.
3: Did he punch someone? A little off the ball, it. He looked like he proper went into uh, it. He's
4: <laughs> in the north stand. He literally shoulder barged him very, very slightly, and the guy went yeah. down.
3: Oh, and did that. he make a but meal that. of it? I only saw it out of the corner of my eye, and I, uh, I read somewhere that he, someone, he punched someone. I thought uh, it, was it was a big, <laughs> bit of after
1: after a corner, and it, it was it was handbags at dawn, and the other guys tried to get him sent off. I think um he got a yellow for it which is you know i always think with those like if you're going to book someone with a yellow is it not meant to be a red if you think it's deliberate but he survived it so we
2: move. if he would have punched someone he would have gone you know up in the estimations of a lot of cobblers
3: fans so (laughs) that's
2: always in your armory next time mate if you're listening
3: dylan connolly right winger james so he's obviously very quick i think the end product is going to be very inconsistent uh, based on the two games I've seen uh, of him. Um, so I think he, he, you know, for, for a counter-attacking uh, opportunity, he, he's going to be brilliant. But I think he could be yet yeah, frustrating. I think will be the word because I think we'll, we'll know that he can do more. But I think he's going to be quick, but the end product might not be there.
2: I was going to say um, I was going to say oh don't worry because we've got Hoskins to go in but your description exactly describes Hoskins as well
3: <laughs> he's quicker than Hoskins and it he is, is at least uh, a winger you know I'll, I'll never yeah. be convinced that he's a winger uh, I don't he, is, he is he is him.
1: seriously quick isn't he, he like, is. especially so over ridiculous. the first 5-10 I can't, I can't I can't remember a player I've seen at least at Cobblers or this level that quick and I, I always say with wingers I, I used to play wing when I was younger like if you if you're quick, you can change a game. If if they had the end product, they wouldn't be in League Two. But just that pace will make people stand off them. And and I tweeted about it again yesterday. Like, how? When was the last time we had an abundance of pace or genuine quality out wide? And and you know we never did under coach which is so frustrating. Like pace changes games, and it, it you know if he doesn't do much with the end product, I'm sure um yeah, he'll have his moments, but. Just having him there will make people step back off and change the game for the rest of the players. So I was a big fan
2: of him yesterday. So. Mm. Probably someone like goes back to someone like Chris Hackett, someone like that. He was always good <clears> at traveling <throat> with the ball, front to back very quickly. But going back quite a few years, um, Paul Lewis, centre midfielder, looks pretty useful, pretty steady. Um, Brendan.
1: Yeah, I like. I, I said right early on to my friend. I think he's got a, a bit of a nasty streak in him. I think he's got a big tackle. I think. Can see him getting a few yellows maybe over red this season. I see mm. him probably if we're gonna play four four two rather than the four two three one we saw last season, I think you need McWilliams next to to Paul Lewis. Um but I don't think you could have Flores without either of Lewis or McWilliams if that makes sense. I think yeah, you just needed that metal in there and, and he was a bit soft at the beginning of the game and then he got a bit nastier as it went on and, and started to put some tackles in and once he got a bit more confidence I think so yeah, I, I definitely over over the midfield two Yesterday, that started. I definitely preferred him to Flores.
2: Mm. I think, yeah. Let's move on to Flores now with you, Dave. Um, I think, I think you can't really judge him just on that performance. He's come from Hull, and he's going to have a bit of pedigree, League One probably level pedigree coming from Hull. So he's he's going to have something about him. It just maybe he was, maybe Flores is uh, not his type of game, Dave.
4: Yeah, possibly. Like if I was going to single out negatively, as I'm known for. The two players that didn't really impress me as much yesterday it probably would be McGowan and Flores. I think five, six minutes into the game, Flores picked it up <coughs> out by the um, East End and managed to clear the East End. And that's our ball-playing <laughs> midfielder. Like you say, it's early days. He's only played an hour for us. He's got to have a bit of pedigree about him. But if he's playing next to Davis, it looks like Flores needs to be the um, the ball-playing midfielder. He needs to be the one finding the pockets and finding the forward balls. And for me, yesterday, he wasn't really capable of doing that. He'd probably give it away more than he kept it. Even when I he think was he's, to he's
1: used to playing a bit further up, isn't he? I think, he's he, is, exact,
4: yeah. I think he was signed
1: yeah. for four two three one, and and he would be the one in the middle. I thought that was where Lewis was signed for as well, because he's a bit of like a like a Matt Crutz or a John Joe Tool that kind oh. of... Target man cam that you get in lower leagues. And I think Flores is meant to be a bit bit of that. So I, I was trying not to judge him too harsh yesterday, but he, no. yeah, he was a bit soft in the tackle. He gave the ball away a bit, and didn't and, and thinking around was and
4: that. When um, McWilliams came on in his place, I thought winning the yeah, ball back to pitch. It was just such a massive difference. So I agree mm. with Brendan that I think McWilliams has got. I think McWilliams has been part of this COVID isolation, hasn't it? So I presume yeah. that's why he wasn't starting because he has to start. He's just a yeah. Fun player for us. It's going to be a yeah. massive player for us, especially in the yeah. middle. That team needs McWilliams.
2: That's that's quite obvious. 100%, yeah, 100%. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a he's a League One player for me. Maybe even higher if he gets a, a run together. Um, Mitch Pinnock, left midfielder. His middle name is Bernard, which is uh, <laughs> just gives him head start for me. Um, James, uh, Mitch Bernard Pinnock, any good?
3: Yeah, I, I really like Pinnock. Uh, he was very good against Birmingham in the preseason game. I saw he didn't. We didn't see too much of him going forward uh, yesterday. But what I really liked was for a winger, his tracking back was immense. Mm. And uh, you, you can't rule, you can't rule out. I know you obviously want to see your wingers, you know, going down the line putting crosses in, but they also have to have a degree of competency in, in terms of helping out your left back and i thought he did that the, the thing i liked about him was what he just played the simple ball he played the right ball every time he had it um and i think that's an underrated skill in league two mm. to be honest uh we, we saw it with uh, i'm sure you'll get onto koiki who, who, who was superb when he came on but picked the wrong pass at the end you know of, of his of his mm. attack whereas pinnock was very clinical, I thought. And I think he'll, he will play a big part going forward. I think we'll see more of him attacking-wise than we did yesterday, but I still thought he had a very good game. He's my uh, early bet for
1: player of the season. I think it'll be, I think he's, if we have a good season, it'll be because he plays really well. He was on all the set pieces. He seemed to be the kind of creative spark that we looked to get the ball to. When when we brought Kiyoki on, we took Connolly off and switched Pinnock to the other side because he knew, but Brady was a winger himself. He knows what he's got there and he wants to keep in mind. and I think, I think he's only 25 or 26 I was a big fan of him when he was at Wimbledon a couple of years ago and it, for 25-26 he had that thing when he got on the ball of slowing it down he looked super calm that you get when you see like 33 34 year olds who've been there all the time and they've got all the time in the world they just make the game look a little bit easier even if you didn't have the right moments you know going further up the pitch but yeah, I'm a really big fan of Mitch Pinnock. I think we'll see a lot of good things from him this season. Watch him out. do absolutely jack shit now. now I I'm <laughs> Matt,
3: but yeah, I really, really like him. He's had the podcast seal of approval. Yeah, so. yeah. Cass, the,
1: kiss,
2: the, the kiss of death. The kiss of death. <laughs> Brendan's patented kiss of death. Uh, we'll see how he gets on. He looks, he looks pretty decent. It's still early yeah. um, days, but yeah, little touch of quality. About him. So, Nicky Kabamba, Brendan... For me, when Graham Carr came in and there was talk of the transfer committee, I hoped that we might sign a couple of players with, you know, God forbid, a bit of progression about them. Some players with that might have a bit of, you know, a bit of power that might, you know, score, be able to score, set up a couple of goals we might be able to sell on. And for me, Kabamba looks like he might have a little bit of, little tiny bit of progression in him. Looks pretty useful.
1: Yeah, do you know what's funny? Does anyone else like, it, you're really hung over a big big Saturday, uh, watching Cobblers lose down at Sixfields, and then you'll watch some really random game of football on the Sunday, because it's on. And I remember watching Kilmarnock on their 4G pitch, and I think it was one of the only games that Kabamba scored in, and I remember thinking God, Cobblers never sign anyone with any decent names like Kabamba, it's always had Smith <laughs> or Johnson or something, and then we only ended up signing him. Um, did, uh, I think yeah, I, I, I agree. I think he's gonna. He's the striker out of the four or five we've got at the moment that can do a little bit of it all. He'll he'll run himself into the ground like a rose. I think he showed he's got a, a little bit of touch and a bit of quality, a bit of analysis movement. Um, he's decent in the air. He's got a good frame. He's not slow. I wouldn't say he's the fastest striker we've ever had, but he's not slow. So I think, you know, it, it's finding a partner for him right now in these early days and what I saw out of pre-season it's it's finding someone that plays to his strengths because i think he has to be that Bidane oliver that we we should be starting and building stuff around and then you know whether it's 4231 and you try and get your your, your wide players around him or it is the two up top it's it's finding the ideal strike partner for him i think mm. build a little bit around him i did like it
2: what made me laugh about Kabamba is um now there's in the in the the Spanish rock and roll. You're you're in the music industry, brother. In the mm-hmm. Spanish rock and roll sort of archive, there's two songs. One is Tequila, yeah. One is La Bamba, right? Yeah. His name is Nike Cabamba, <laughs> and they didn't yeah. sing his song name to the song La Bamba, which fits it. They sing his uh, name to the song Tequila. Now, go yeah. no figure, like ah oh, I, need- no, I
1: Again, like when, like I said, I, I'd seen his name before and thought it was class. It lends itself to so many songs. We we spent all summer coming up with with tunes for it. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of him. I think uh, maybe our fans aren't aren't quite cultured enough to get the lights <laughs> the on. Maybe we need to help him out with it. But let's wait till he gets a few goals first. He's got he's got to earn the chance. It will be K
2: new K. I forget his surname. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, Dave. We're talking we talked about him a little bit earlier. I just like you said. A little bit of everything. Maybe he could get better at everything as well. Um, quite raw in certain ways. Would you say?
4: Yeah, definitely. Um, it's early days, isn't it? And we haven't we haven't seen a lot of him yet. But I think he was the one that impressed me the most out of played. It, who was on up front for the game? Obviously, Rose come on and did it. Mm. Did his usual. falling over a few times, getting a few free kicks <laughs> and that. But um yeah, he was he was impressive. And it, like I say earlier, he probably us the game getting the keeper percent off and keeping it a 1 0 so you can't really knock his performance yeah i think he's going to be i hope yeah, i think he's going to be the one striker that probably plays more games than the rest i can see the others rotating unless Atete gets in and stays but i can see kabamba being a focal point up front and staying there hopefully yeah. throughout the season if he stays fit to be honest i hope he adds goals to his game and that but yeah i think i think it looks good I, I, like you said i hope the the car effect is is taking something someone on already that's going to improve under us and we shall soon find out
2: yeah i think the recruitment has improved uh just it's, it's levels in this you know in in, in in league football different different levels of recruitment and i just think if you look at our bench as well fairly strong
4: it's a definitely yeah. improved from under curl
2: but like we said on twitter it's that's not, it's not I mean, a high bar yeah.
4: what's his name How, what we call him koiki 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 whatever his name came yeah. on he, he yeah. looked quite impressive did not he? he was dribbling yeah. the ball he was taking people on he was quite direct and Obviously, his final ball wasn't quite there, but it, we're there to be entertained, and like what Keith Curl used to think, and he was entertaining, wasn't he? For two minutes, he was yeah. on the pitch, and he was direct. He was taking. It was people.
1: interesting. Sorry, it was interesting what Brady said after the game about him because obviously, I think he's he's got pr- pretty decent pedigree himself. He came out of the Burnley um, Academy, um, Premier League Academy, and it, and he's a left back. But
3: no, know, I didn't our,
4: that one. no, <laughs> but
1: our, our club <laughs> captain, and and uh, you can tell Brady's a big fan of. of of Mills you know you're not really we didn't have a backup left back so everyone was saying we need to find depth there but then after watching him in pre-season it was like "Ah, we've got a player there and he's a completely different player to Mills who he's an attacking fullback in the sense that like he'll get on corners and set pieces and whip a deep ball in but he's not getting to the byline or beating anybody like Kyoko so I think we saw that there yesterday like he played further up it was that's a really nice um, option to have when you want to shore things up Bringing on an attacking left back who can play further forward, but you know he can put a foot in. Um, but then that showed, didn't it? Because he, he he finished like a left back. So yeah. you know. I mean, we have um, had many
4: full backs over the years that can take people on. Have we? I mean, Maloney was absolutely superb at it, wasn't he? In spells, he could take people on all game every game but other than that we haven't really had Bukes used to get forward didn't he but he couldn't take anyone on. He's so I mean, got a nosebleed it, in the penalty box like, <laughs> like he only got one goal for us didn't he so yeah no, mm.
1: I, I, I liked him a lot and I really like that option of, of yeah I mean he played as a winger yesterday and you wouldn't have known he was a left back no. until it came to the final ball so um yeah having that option to bring something on and, and sure and maybe convert him a little bit He's he's another one I said at the beginning I think he might be a bit of a snip I think um, we might look back at that and go, yeah, it was a decent signing. It's, it's only a year deal, which is which is interesting because pretty much everyone else is two years, but let's see how he gets on because he's not really, he's not kicked on and made real appearances anyway. He's always had his injury trouble. So I hope he gets the game time, whether it's further up or, or left back when, when Mills isn't fit or we're resting him or whatever, because I think there's a player there.
0: Mm. Just,
3: just the addition of pace this year is so yeah. welcome, isn't it? We've now got three players in Connolly, Pinnock and Koiki who can just run at people and lead counterattacks and we just didn't have any of that at all last year it was slow cumbersome you know if we were sitting back there was it's the reason why everyone got frustrated last season when we were sitting back because it made no sense because it's not as if we could counter Mm. there was no benefit to it you're just soaking up pressure but you're not offering any potential out at all Mm. whereas here you know we there were periods yesterday where we did sit back, even, you know, with the opposition having ten men, but we countered with, you know, with pace and, and a threat. And mm. you thought, okay, actually, you know, there's a way out of this now. And it makes such mm. a big difference. And, you know, it's 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 League Two, you know, players with pace will always I think I can't remember it was one of you two said it that they're always going to cause problems at this mm. level, even if the end product isn't necessarily there all the time. It just causes problems. And so for us to have it kind of in the wide areas now is such a refreshing change.
2: Um, James, um, they're good, but they're no Courtney Herbert, so we've got...
3: Oh, Courtney Herbert, it's stuff of legend, because I I remember uh, I was at uni at the time, and it was one of those rare occasions where I convinced my uni mates to come along to a cobbler's game. And Courtney Herbert was so bad that day uh, that uh, any time we played five a side at uni since, if someone miscontrolled the ball, it was known as a Herbert. But oh. <laughs> the, the
2: pace, the pace. And at Liverpool, he played out of his skin. So he, did, he saved it all for one night. <laughs> Brilliant substitution. Um, let's wrap up now. Let's just go round the, the group and do a man of the match, um, starting with you, James.
3: Horsfall, I, I did agree with it. Uh, I thought he was immense at the back. Really good. Looks a completely different player to the start of last season when he was alongside Bolger. Um, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I think you, that would have been good course to give it to to Kabamba uh, as well. But um, I, I agreed with with the with the sponsors for once. I thought Horsfall w- was very good. Yeah,
2: bolger has got a, a job on the cobbler's collectible store now he's uh <laughs> in programs he's quite slow at doing that as well we still uh still end up on the floor brendan what about you mate
1: uh i thought our best two uh performances were off the bench in Kyoki mcwilliams and you know they came on and changed the game in the way we needed it but i think you know they're probably not on the pitch long enough to get man of the match so i i'll, I'll probably go with with my boy i'm gonna back Pinnock um for better or for worse and I just thought everything he did was, was positive and he looked a touch
2: above yesterday. Fair enough. Um, Dave, what about you?
4: Yeah, I agree. I thought McWilliams had a massive influence on the game when he came on, but again, he wasn't on the pitch for long enough. I've got to go with Horseful. I liken his well his rise to that of McDonald. When we had Rod McDonald, he started yeah. with team, absolutely terrible, weren't he? But he turned into an absolutely brilliant player and I think Horsfall's doing the same. I can honestly see him being one of if not the best lead two in um, centre-back in league two this season. I think we've got a really, really good player in there. So, yeah, he would be my man of the match for yesterday. Mm, there's, he's
2: done ever so well. He came from Macclesfield, didn't he, Horsfall? So, he's done, he's done pretty well from, you know, stepping up from that, I guess. Um, I'm just going to go with Kabamba just because his name's Kabamba. <laughs> 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 As uh, Brendan said, we need a few more, we need a bit more razzmatazz in the compass team and he's provided at the moment. But yeah, let's wrap up now. It's, as you said, a positive start to the season. We'll be back, I think, for the next home game. We'll do another um, We'll do another post-match podcast against Rochdale, I think it is. But um, take care of yourselves in the meantime, guys, and we'll speak again soon. Thanks a lot. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys.
0: guys.